If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, get set, let's go! This is the Kolb Strong Power Podcast with your host, Jimmy Kolb. It is my pleasure to share my knowledge here with you on all things powerlifting, equipped lifting, and competing. Each week, I'll be answering your questions, sharing my training tips, with heavy emphasis on bench pressing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is a fantastic day to be alive in the Iron Game. This is episode 14. It's a Q&A Saturday. I've got five questions I'm going to answer for you here today. I wanted to let you know uh, one of the most famous people I ever met in the lifting world was actually Jamie Harris. If you don't know that name, him and Anthony Clark were battling head-to-head in the mid to late 90s, trying to be the first man to bench 800 pounds. One of them would bench 720, and then the next guy would bench 725, 730, 730, back and forth back and forth jamie harris had told me a long time ago when he had benched 800 pounds for the first and only time he did it he got two whites and one red he went over to the judges and flipped all three lights to red failing the lift himself because he wanted three whites or nothing so no one could question him Very interesting story. So I'm going to go ahead and get into the questions. I've got questions regarding some of the best things I've seen and some of the worst things I've seen while competing. So we're going to start out with the bad stuff, but we're going to end on a good note today, all right? So the first thing, the first question was, what is the worst injury you've ever seen? This is, again, this is at a competition, right? So I was actually involved with this lift. I was at an APF meet in Ohio. There was a gentleman there, I forget his name now. He was trying to bench uh, 725. So he did his opener with 700. He wanted me to help hand off on his second attempt. It was 725. So we got the three-man handoff. I got it out to him. Out, 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 out. As soon as I said release and the two side guys let go, The moment my hands let go of that bar and I stepped off that platform, he dropped 725 from full lockout onto his chest. And it took a couple of seconds for us to react fast enough to get it off of him. There's no way when that kind of weight falls you can actually catch it midair. As my buddy Joe Fazio put it best, it would take at least five huge guys to all simultaneously in a split second catch that weight at the exact same time for absolutely nothing to happen to somebody. So this is why I'm such an advocate for face savers or some sort of spotting system during these big bench presses. In any competition, I think that should be standard. So he bent the Texas power bar around his body. John Blackstone still has the bent barbell at his gym. And he got taken away in an ambulance. He had a bruised heart and some fractured ribs. Uh, someone bruising their heart from a bench press. Uh, it, in my experience, that's been the worst injury that I've ever witnessed. And I was up close and personal with that one. So that hit me really close. Question number two, kind of close and similar to the first one, but I don't really think the man was injured because he kept competing. I'll explain that. So 
what is the worst accident you've ever seen? So an accident and an injury to me, in my experience, are two completely different things. They could possibly be the same thing, but not in this circumstance. Worst accident I've ever seen, I was at the 2012 Wabdol Worlds in Las Vegas. Oh boy, big meet. Seven-day competition, many, many different countries. Awesome, awesome experience. Uh, so there was a gentleman benching there, and the Wabdol uses kilos. And he had gotten his opener around 690 or 700 pounds flat. He came back on his second attempt. And for the life of me, it was either 715 or 727. He benched the weight. He got the press call. It was coming all the way. As soon as he got to lockout, bar slipped straight out of his hands, down to his sternum. It bounced off of his chest and came back down a second time before the spotters could grab the weight. Now, he may have been injured, that was the one of the probably the worst accident I've ever seen. But here's the thing: like I mentioned at the start, he came back on his third attempt with that exact same weight and smoked it. He actually got it. So, I mean, if he had an injury, he hit it very well because he was able to get back down with that exact same weight and actually bench it, getting that rack command. Uh, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. At the same time, one of the worst accidents I've ever seen. All right, question number three. Luckily, it's something I've not seen very often. I've only seen it once. Have you seen a shirt blowout? And in fact, yes. In the WNPF uh, National Championships, Youngstown, Ohio, 2009, I believe. I was there with a couple of friends of mine, Fred and Jake Fate, a father-son couple who just lifted some serious heavy weights that are both incredible deadlifters. And there was a gentleman there. Uh, he was benching in the high sixes, almost 700 pounds. He was using a single ply F6, if I'm not mistaken. And I wasn't really paying any attention. I was off doing my own thing. But I heard something that sounded like a coconut being ripped in half. A loud bam and a ripping sound. And we all, everybody turned their heads towards the platform. And all I saw was this guy getting up off the bench. And his shirt had blown completely down the middle. Seeing a bench shirt frayed like that, having all the little fibers all fraying, kind of blowing in the wind, it was incredible to see. Um, and luckily, I've only seen that once. I've heard of it happening many, many times. I've only w witnessed one, thank goodness. But hey, that, that's, where, that's what the shirt is there for. If, there's, if something's going to blow, it's going to be the shirt first. It's not your body. So keep that in mind. It's there to protect you. All right, now we're going to move on to some good things. We've got to talk about the positive stuff. And on a good note, question number four, what is the most inspiring lift you've ever seen? And right off the top of my head, I will tell you something. The most inspiring lift I ever witnessed, again, was at a Wabdel meet in Northeast Ohio about 2012, 2011. There was a gentleman there. His name is Russell Combest. I'll tell you what, the man grew stronger with age. Him and his wife were a lifting couple, Hall of Famers, Wabda Hall of Fame, just veterans in the sport. And this man came out, I believe he was either 80 or 81 years old, and deadlifted 500 pounds. He had benched 300 pounds earlier, it was a push-pull, obviously it's Wabda, bench and deadlift. And he came and did a 500-pound deadlift. And I remember being at that same competition the year prior, and he was one year younger, pulling around 4, 450. He came back a year older at 80, 80-plus 80 and pulled 500 pounds. It was one of the slowest lockouts in the deadlift I've ever witnessed in my life. But to see that man at that age 
pulling that amount of weight and not giving up, truly, truly inspirational. And I heard a tragic story about the same year, a little bit later after that competition, he was having a heart attack outside of a hotel room. Uh, he couldn't drive. A taxi took 30 minutes to get there. Very, very bad. I, I'm hope he's doing. I hope he's doing very well. I haven't heard really much about him since I left the state of Ohio. But yes, Russell Combest's 500-pound deadlift at that age, absolutely incredible. Finally, we have question number five. What is the best competition you've ever been to? And shockingly, it's not going to be what you think. Uh, where I got my 1,035-pound bench. It was not the best competition I've ever been to. That is the best lift of my life and my favorite lift to this date, absolutely. And I had so much support there with all my friends and my wife from, and all the guys from my Unleashed Strength. But uh, the best meet I ever did was in 2014 at the Arnold Classic, where I got my second all-time world record, 950 at 235 body weight. Oh, my goodness. You talk about a stacked competition. Just in the heavyweight division alone, you had myself, you had Tiny Meeker, Matt Hauser, Mike Womack, Alan Baria, Jake Prazak, just to name a few of those who I could remember. What a what a competition, man. We were up on that main stage. We had this the band coming out, all the music playing, just thousands of people out in front of you. Unbelievable. Yeah, two 50-foot screens on both sides of the stage where people could watch up close from the camera guys that were surrounding the bench. Uh, uh, the heavyweights, everybody opened up at 800 pounds. That was the designated opener. Once that was through, everybody could jump up and do their own thing. There were multiple benches over 900 pounds, guys. I know Matt, Matt Hauser bench 910. Jake Prazak bench 925. And I got my 950, uh, not to mention some others in the mid to high, high eights. So the best part of that story was Jake Prazak was a man who I was inspired me, who I wanted to beat someday. He had held both the 220 and the 242 pound all-time world record bench for years. At 242, it was 920. That was the mark to beat. So when I sh- when I showed up and he was there, I was like, "Oh man, this is a big deal." Everybody benched eight on the second attempts. He was before me. He benched 925, or he attempted it, missed it. I attempted 950, missed it, okay? Come back around. Third attempts, he finally got 925. He re- he broke his own all-time world record at 242. Two attempts later, it's me, and I re-broke. I took that record right back away from him with my 950, claiming the title, and he retired short. That that was his last meet. He, was, he wanted to retire on that last note of being all-time world record at 242. I didn't let him have it, and he retired. What an incredible day, man. Oh, boy. Tiny Meeker had his famous biggest misload in powerlifting history. On top of all that, his second attempt, he called for 1,050. They loaded him to 1,250. Good God. And he missed it, and then he ended up bombing out. Uh, We had a long talk about that afterwards. That was a really rough time for him. So that is, ladies and gentlemen, my greatest powerlifting meet I've ever been to. What an awesome experience. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Those are the worst and the best 
things and experiences that I've been able to go through and see in my powerlifting career so far. It's been an amazing journey, and uh, don't get it twisted. It is far from over. I have so many more things I want to do and go see and people to meet and beat. You know what I mean? So anyway, uh, if you haven't followed me on Facebook already, it's at Colbstrong. You can DM me on there. You can check out the show notes for the link. Please ask me as many questions as you want. If you want something answered in a future uh, podcast episode, maybe a topic or a Q&A type, you just let me know and I'll get it on here. If you haven't checked out the Colbstrong Power Community on Patreon, I've got a lot of information going up seven days a week. Good information. Check that out. If you have nothing else for me, I've got nothing else for you, ladies and gentlemen. Please have a fantastic rest of your week and hit the weights really hard for me. Until next time, take care.